How are y'all doing? It's Aaron Alanis, host of the Get Your Shit Together Man podcast and CEO and founder of Basics. We are the world's number one elite fitness and nutrition coaching company for ambitious men in business that are looking to build their best body ever within 12 weeks or less. To find out more information and see if or how you qualify to work one-on-one with our team, please visit www.basicsbrigade.com. You can also follow me on IG, Twitter, and Instagram at Aaron Alanis Fit. And today, guys, we have a very special guest. His name is Elijah Goins. He is a peak performance coach nutrition coach, fitness coach, and he he's just so much in this space that I'm, I've actually known him and I have known about each other for about a year and a half at this point. And uh, we're just going to have a regular conversation today, man. I want you to introduce yourself and uh, just tell the people about your story and where you came from. Yeah, man. And I appreciate you for having me on here. And yeah, for my people on here, man, you know, Aaron, he's a valuable coach. He's, you know, he, he, I've, I've seen his growth and I'm super proud to, you know, have this relationship. I mean, you know, having it's all about having people in your proximity that push you to level up. And Aaron's definitely one of those people for me. But yeah, man. So I've been coaching for about three years. And uh, yeah, this is it's what I do, brother. <laughs> exactly. man. And where are you from originally? Yeah, man. So I'm from Pasadena. Yeah. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Where is, it? is Pasadena in California? Yeah, it's out in California, man. Uh, it's a uh, it's a nice little some nice little local um, neighborhood, man. You ever hear of the Rose Bowl? I believe so. Yeah. The college football. Yep. Tournament. Yep. That's, 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 that's us, man. <laughs> Crazy, man. That's freaking, that's incredible stuff, man. Cause it, especially with, with being over there in Pasadena, mm-hmm. I'm sure fitness is a really big thing for you over there. Right. Is that like a fit town or not really? No, no. no. <laughs> I actually moved a while back though, to apply Vista in this, in this area. It's more about, it's more, it more aligns with what I want. It's a lot of elite level entrepreneurs, Mm-hmm. tech entrepreneurs startups and so like the networking over here is a lot better but pasadena it's more of a boring city you know there's a, it's, it's definitely it's not a lot that happens over there it's a lot of just old money you know yeah 100 man and was there like different expectations of you regarding like doing like what you're doing now in the online space as a business owner versus like the traditional route in pasadena are you kind of like the rebel in your family and like what everyone else kind of sees you as to yeah. to kind yeah. of mold into no, 100%. Yeah, let's dive into that, man. So, yeah, man. So how I do, like entrepreneurship in my family, man, my mom, she was an entrepreneur. My my uh, my grandpa was actually really big in real estate. He started off in real estate. And, um, you know, so it kind of runs through my blood. But at the same time, you know, it's at this point in time, you know, I was kind of the purple cow in the family. I didn't go to college. I didn't take the normal route. I just went straight into business. Yeah. Starting out, actually, I was I started out my business when I was in high school and I would just train people at 4 a.m. before school. Yeah. And that kind of gave me like my background of, you know, the grit of entrepreneurship, because um, I got so used to just walking up to people, pitching, pitching, pitching. And I got so accustomed to hearing the nose. And so when I started actually wanting to scale out a business, I already had a grit part down, already had the ability to take no, already had the ability to, you know, have that mindset, like, this is what I do. And I don't care if you don't, if you don't resonate with that, or if you don't need that, I'm still going to go out searching for clients, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, was that something that you always had, or was that a skill that you had to develop? Always had. I have a very addictive personality, just a little bit about me for background info. My personality is always, I've always been really addictive I, when I get into something, I completely immerse myself in it. Like when I first started smoking weed, because yeah. I used to be a big pothead, right? 
I would literally freaking we would literally measure you each other's blunts. We I would literally make sure I was a top smoker in the school yeah. <laughs> in the in my environment, right? And then when I started playing basketball, I was I started playing in the, you know seventh grade, right? And I'm I'm a short guy. And mm. so I literally spent hours and hours immersing myself in a craft to make sure I was the best basketball player out there. And then, you know, flash forward five years from there, I was playing varsity as a freshman at That's my awesome. size. So when, when it came to that, like that was a skill that I always had, like, you know, immersing myself in my craft, like for entrepreneurship, once I started out, I just really got addicted to it. Like I started seeing, you know, at my, I started studying at my leg, you know, all these successful entrepreneurs, and started seeing, you know, how they're carrying themselves, how they, you know, how they're building their businesses out, how are they, you know, structuring their organization, how do they talk, you know, who are they, what are their habits, and that's really what gave birth into, you know, my transition into entrepreneurship. Yeah, that's incredible, man. And do you think that that addictive personality, say for example, entrepreneurship didn't exist? Do you think, especially with the smoking and other other things that you could have gotten into, do you think that could have been like a downfall? For you also a hundred percent it, it would have man because what really because of smoke when i first what what really happened i went i had my low of the low and mm. so that that's when my grandpa died who was my father figure out a time at the time because mm. i didn't grow up with a father and then i had my grandma because my mom she was always working on her business i never really at that time me and her didn't really have a good relationship and so mm. when my grandma died my grandpa I put a lot of my energy into smoking and releasing in my, into so many different vices to run away from the problems. And so what really, and I was going down that path where I was smoking every single day, I would get high, you know, breakfast, lunch, dinner, you know, you name it, man. And um, what really transitioned for me is when I saw, when I had a friend of mine, this friend who was definitely one of the smartest guys I know to this mm-hmm. day, really smart started smoking and I, I watched his path. So he started off with weed, then he got on the perks, then he got on the sands, then he got on to, you know, crazier stuff. Mm-hmm. And so when I quit, I had that, I, I already, I knew that, that that was the path I was going to go on. So when you're asking, you know, like if entrepreneurship wasn't for me, if, if I didn't, you know, have entrepreneurship, I think that would have been my path. Cause mm-hmm. my, I, I changed my output. My output was always, you know, running away from my problems with weed and all these different vices, partying, all that stuff, you know, everyone goes through that phase. And then I flipped the script and then I used that as motivation, that story as motivation for my business, for, you know, growing myself. Yeah, that's incredible, man. Cause I, I always tell people when it comes down to being successful in business, you have to become obsessed and really have that addictive personality. And the yeah. thing is that the people that are really the best at it, they have that almost darkness within them too, towards like, if they, like, it's going to go somewhere, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's why having like a business with all these complexities and so on and so forth, it gives you problems to solve every single time. So instead of like you were saying, yeah. running away from your problems with the perkies, like your friends or the marijuana or whatever the case may be in business, man, there's problems to solve all the time. So instead of having to run away from your problems through drugs and stuff, you're actually solving problems to, to better yourself. You know what I mean? No, hundred percent. I resonate with that hundred percent, brother. Cause at the end of the day, man, these, and you know, business, it, it gives you a different outlooks on problems. Cause when the problems that you're running away from, what mm-hmm. I realize is, is the, 
shit that you need to solve. Like when I believe it or not, when I get problems in my business or my personal life, that's when I'm generally the happiest because I know that's going to take me to the next level. Yeah. The way I look at it, if there's a dam blocking my path and that dam, this this big this big boulder blocking my path, the water flow, right? I got to get stronger to move it. And then once I move that boulder, I'm going to become a stronger man. Mm. And same thing with the business. Everyone's dealt with a certain, you know, challenge that ultimately, you know, amplified their business. Like I'm sure you resonate with that hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's exactly what it is. When it comes down to business, you're always going to be coming into some kind of problem here and there. Some mm-hmm. months are better than others. And really the biggest thing I've learned in business is to treat yourself like an athlete. And it's one of the reasons I want to bring you on. Because in terms of entrepreneurship, there's some people out here that are very technical with certain things or some people that are just completely spiritual with certain things. And the, the way I like you when it comes down to peak performance coaching for entrepreneurs is you treat your guys like athletes from what I'm aware. It's all about the performance. It's all about dialing in the structure, all about dialing in your mindset and really just understanding that execution is at the core of everything that you do, man. So I wanted to ask you a question regarding what made you want to come up with this philosophy and who just pretty much like what made you want to come up with this philosophy regarding treating entrepreneurs and coaching them like athletes in their business? Yeah, no, 100 percent, man. I love that question. And so how it originally started off, man, is I actually got access to an event with, you know, seven, eight figure entrepreneurs. And I saw how they were moving. And I also had a very, you know, prominent business background. And so I originally started off as a personal trainer. Right. And I wasn't satisfied with that because everyone's a personal trainer nowadays. Mm-hmm. There's no knocks on personal trainers, but at the end of the day, like I felt like, you know, I just being in those environments, I saw how they were moving and I started to notice the clientele I started to get. And I'm, I'm sure you're going through something similar, right? Mm-hmm. Is your, your, your program's killing. It's not just fitness now. It's like mm-hmm. mindset and, you know, time management, which is huge, right? Yeah. And I started to see, you know, how these eight, seven, seven, eight, nine figure entrepreneurs were moving. And so I started to take in, you know, what are they, what are they doing with their time? How are they, you know, maximizing their profits? And a lot of them, you know, they had an interesting take on fitness. They use their body as a weapon, right? They weaponize the body because they know that there's a, there's a book called the modern app, the, the corporate CEO, the corporate warrior, where it mm. talks about the modern CEO right now. They have all the tools and metrics, but right now it's just the little things that separate you. Like who has... Who has more conviction on the call? Who shows up with more energy? Who shows up better? And so ultimately, where my mindset was when I created this, and I started to get a lot of entrepreneur clients. I started to you know, really shift my uh, messaging. And then I just wanted to figure out a way, how can I serve my clients? Mm-hmm. How can I have them walk out of my program instead of just losing 20 pounds? How can I have them walk out of my program more profitable? have better confidence, have better conviction, and more importantly, have better relationships and just become a better man. That was my goal for when I started this. And um, a huge part of that was just the communities and, you know, the 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 networks I was a part of because I was exposed to how these top-level entrepreneurs move. And I wanted to use that leverage and bring those skills and those ta- habits and techniques that they're using and put it onto my clients. Yeah. That's awesome, man. I I love that a ton because when it comes down to it, a lot of people don't understand that they really don't have business problems. They don't have copy problems or marketing problems when their business isn't growing. A lot of the times it's alignment because I've always told people, 
I've always wanted what I've wanted. I've always wanted to be who I, I always saw myself as the person that I am now. And there's even a bigger version of myself that I'm becoming. <laughs> that That's never really changed for me. It's just whether or not my actions were, were matching in alignment with that. So do you find that being another common problem that you find with some of the guys that you coach? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I love the fact that you bring that up. Because you know me, that, that's, that's literally like my favorite part of, that's like literally one of my biggest quotes is, you know, mm. it's not about, you know, the business you want to build. It's who must you become to build that business. It's yeah. what side of you needs to die in order to become the man that you know you can be. And a lot of entrepreneurs focus on the business part of things. But at the end of the day, man, the reality of the situation is this new life, this new venture you're getting on or those new levels that you want to reach are going to cost you the old you, the yeah. old habits, the old routines. Like there's, I've been around these top entrepreneurs. I've been around these eight, eight figure entrepreneurs. They're not, they're, they, they, they're handling their body. They're taking care of their mind. They're, they're, they're very intentional with their time and they make, and they, they are probably one of the greatest really habit oriented. They're really good people. And entrepreneurs forget that they get so attached to the money. They forget about them. But at the end of the day, your business is extension of you. That's the reality of the situation. Your habits, your actions, your routines, they all make up your business. Because believe it or not, that energy that, you know, you, th that those times you're not working out, those times that you're, you know, feeling lethargic, you know, tired, that's showing up on your coworkers, that's showing up on your clients, that's showing up on all these different areas. Yeah. 100%, man. People can see right through you. People can see that when, when you're aligned versus what you're not. People can understand the weight of what you're saying, whether it's whether it's heavy or not. You know, it's a difference between, I think you and I even had this had this conversation earlier, where it's, uh, there's a difference between like a seventh grader telling you, hey, you should meditate versus like Tony Robbins telling you to meditate. Because it's like that guy's been around the block. He's, he's seen it. He's done it. He sees the, the consequences, the ramifications, and he's done it for 20, 30 years. So someone can say the exact same sentence with a different weight behind it simply because of experience and actual alignment. So 100%. I, I want to talk to you a little bit about identity because I, I know that's a really, really big thing for you too, regarding mm -hmm. killing the old version of yourself. Cause there's a lot of people out here that have this false identity. So they want to be successful, but then they feel like bad habits kind of creep up on them and they mm -hmm. have these two versions of themselves that's almost fighting each other, man. I want you to kind of talk about a process that you, you would take that person through regarding just letting that old version of themselves that's holding them back from their greatness, just letting that go completely. Like if you had, I'm sure you do run into entrepreneurs like that. Like how would you coach that person through that, that scenario? First things first and foremost, one, figure out what do you want? Yeah. Two, figure out what actions do you need to take? Three, now the most important question, who must I become? Mm -hmm. Right. What, what, what habits, what environment do I need to be a part of? What, what actions do I need to take on a day-to-day -day basis? What advices do I need to eliminate? And there's certain questions like that that a lot of people don't answer. Because mm -hmm. you can't, you know, what, what happened for me, man, I was trying to run a six-figure business. I was trying to build my business six figures. I was trying to, you know, scale up my business, right? And then I was hanging around people that didn't align with that energy, that didn't elevate me. And I was doing habits and routines that made me feel unworthy of that. And so when it, when it comes to building out your business or when it comes to, you know, sacrifice, making that, you know, fighting those two voices in your head, you got to mm -hmm. realize there's the way I like to look at it. There's two voices. One, there's your inner bitch. And two, there's your inner champion. 
yeah. and there's all and then there's those voices are always communicating with you you know when your 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 inner bitch is telling you to sleep and your inner bitch is telling you to not work out your inner bitch is telling you to skip skip the work day and watch netflix exactly. or you 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 succeeded enough and then your inner champion is telling you to push harder and the more you the more you give your inner champion the permission to take over the more you're going to grow because the more you get accustomed to listening to that inner bitch voice, the more you're going to lean to it for advice, the more you're going to lean forward to action. And so it's about distinguishing those voices. And it's the most important thing is finding clarity. Like I said earlier, what do I want? Who do I need to become? What action do I need to take? I think that's incredible, man, because there's a lot of people out here that really don't understand that identity thing because they keep trying to become, they keep trying to achieve these new things as the old version of themselves. They don't really understand. You can't do that. You know, you, you have what you have right now as a, as a result of you being who you are right now. And I always tell people when it comes down to those two voices too, they're, they're like plants kind of thing. So it's like, whatever you choose to water, it's going to get louder. So a lot of people out here that only have these, this individual voice that's super, super loud. It's because they've watered that for years and they say that they want to be successful, but it's like, I it's like a freaking it's a sprout. It's like literally popping out of the freaking soil versus this bamboo tree. All you have to do is just switch the exact amount of energy, focus, and concentration, switch it to the other side of the plant. So at that point, you start, you start watering your champion voice. And then you get to a point to where they're almost equal. And that's actually the most important part to where it's like you stopped watering your inner bitch voice, but now your champion, these two trees are now equal lengths. So at that point, that's the most important part for people to, to really dial in where it's like, hey, I'm going to keep on watering this champion plant here. That way you can continue to become a freaking, a freaking building damn near versus like this, this little inner bitch voice is just dead. And you can see, you can tell when it's dead for some people, you look at the odds of these, uh, these Kobe Bryant's, these Michael Jordan, so on and so forth. These are guys that just water that same exact plant for years on end. And then that other plant's just non-existent. You know what I mean? No, a hundred percent. And I, I love that analogy, man. Uh, that's that's literally it man you know the more you pour into that the more you start giving yourself permission to be that the more you're going to start acting behaving doing that because what people don't realize is is that like you know the more you're you're the more the more you lean on to something or the more you, you do a certain vice or a certain habit mm-hmm. the more accustomed you get to that and then with that cust with with making it a habit you're starting to, you know, it, it attracts other habits. Like if you start drinking, you might start smoking. If you, like a lot of weed smokers, when they start smoking weed, they go down to, you know, higher drugs. Or they, they, mm-hmm. they go down, you know, hanging out with different type of people. Or, you know, it's just a, it's just a certain, it's just a certain loop, right? Yeah. Exactly, man. And it's, that's why it's just your decision making above everything else. It's something to really guard with, with your heart, your soul, and everything else that you have. Because just like you were saying it's like these, like these drugs, man, I was having a conversation with someone who has a, a recovery clinic. And in, in his space, it's a little bit difficult to say that weed is a gateway drug. But I always told him, like, I, I definitely think it is <laughs> simply because you take it. And then it's just like maybe one of your friends. Hey, yeah. I'm taking let's take a perk. Let's do this. Let's do this. <laughs> and it all started with just taking a hit of a joint and saying, hey, yeah. this isn't as bad as I thought it would be. Yeah, you know what I mean? no, 100 percent, 100%. I want to ask you too about these routines because I know you're big into routines, rituals, and just setting up yourself to to perform at your peak levels, man. What are some routines and when do you do them? 
regarding throughout the day do you have three routines that you do regarding like in the evening in the afternoon as a midday check-in do you do something in the morning how do you kind of structure your days and what do you find that works best for these other guys seven eight figure entrepreneurs and even the students that you coach yeah so i figure it starts with intention like clarity on where you want to grow and okay you said you wanted to grow on your body okay so why don't we why don't we set out an hour of time to work on our body and for me what i usually like to do i like to do all the routine stuff in the morning because that's when the subconscious mind is at its peak. Mm-hmm. That's where you literally set the tone for the day. And, you know, you don't want to go into the workforce carrying the, the workday, carrying those emotional baggages that you're holding, carrying those limiting beliefs that you're holding. And, you know, you want to start the day off with energy. So the first thing I do is, you know, I journal, mm-hmm. I learn, and then, and then I get present with my thoughts. I meditate, visualize what I want. And after that, I get to work and I get to the gym after that, man, because I don't I don't like to spend too much time on routines. I'm more of an action guy. Like I'll spend an hour of just time alone with myself to grow, to develop. But after that, I'm getting to it. I'm working. I'm working. I'm working. Then go to the gym. Get that get that energy levels and get that extra dopamine hit to start off my meetings because there's a certain time of day that I uh, actually host just for, that I block out just for meetings like this and there's certain times of the day like I like to you know just do busy work because at like 5 a.m no one's gonna hit me up yeah. I've, uh, no one's gonna message me I, I just have time to just do a lot of stuff that I won't be able to do in a day which is stuff that won't really have immediate impact in a business but are very important like building out you know building out systems right building out structures or you know building out new fulfillment right stuff that typically you know that isn't revenue drivers but at the same time is important work but um you know for my clients the number one thing i i I, the the approach i look at it is is you know where do you want to grow and what exactly is going on and let's build out some habits and routines to get you there and so yeah. some people, you know, they struggle, you know, some people, they struggle with limiting beliefs, self-thought, self-doubt, negative thoughts. Cool. Well, let's build out a structure for that. Let's start building out actions so we can get rid of that. What are your habits yeah. look like for that? What are you currently doing to solve that? We start building out structures for that, right? Mm. And then, you know, for certain clients, you know, I've, I've, my clients, we have a array of different problems we're trying to solve. Like for certain clients, it's just about being more productive. A lot of business owners, I'm sure you, you, uh, you know, you, you see some business owners like that. They brag about working 18, 20 hour days, right? Yeah. But what are you doing in those 20 hour days? Exactly. <laughs> you know, and are, are you wasting time or are you being intentional with your time? And so for me, for the number one thing that I give my clients is one, you know, is figuring out structure, figuring out and removing the emotional baggage performing at a higher basis by raising their energy level, by working out and, you know, doing the self-work and then, you know, really figuring out, you know, how we can be a lot more productive in our time basis. Cause you know, a lot of people just do busy work rather than work that actually moves the needle, you know? Yeah. That's the thing, man. A lot of people like they, they, they want to, cause here's the thing is just like when you're, when you're talking about the subconscious mind, some guys just don't believe that they're worthy of this because that they want to, but they also don't want to feel like trash for yeah. for like not working kind of thing so they'll work on a whole bunch of low value tasks that are maybe the one percent thing one one percent tasks more so than the 99 percent 
Yeah. Or even just 80, 20, if you want to take it to the Pareto principle, like they're focusing mm-hmm. on the things that are only going to be taking up 20% of the results, but they'll fill up all their schedule with these things. They'll, they'll fixate on, on little softwares that they're using. They'll fixate between this and that. It's just, it doesn't move the needle forward. So that's why I'm yep. really glad that, that you've mentioned that because it's like yeah. man, people will work these 18, 20 hour days, talk about the work that they're doing. But I've always told people, man, like Tom's Tom never lies. Like we'll see who's really putting in that work a year from now. Oh, yeah. No, 100%, man. And I love the fact that you bring that up because right now we live in a grind area like where people are constantly pro- pro- approaching, especially entrepreneurs. Like, you know, I work 20-hour days. I work 18-hour days. Cool. What are you getting mm-hmm. done in those 20-hour days? Like, any, like, like you said, man, like a lot of people, they do 20%, 20% of the effective work. And then, you know, <laughs> they, they then, you know, it takes them a month to actually do the 80% that's actually going to move the needle, like. My thing, I have a rule, like if it's like what I said earlier, like I, I, I set out those two hours to do the busy work. And then after that, everything after that is just revenue drive. What's going to bring revenue? What's going to make an immediate move in my business? You know, exactly. Yeah, man. Like we're here at basics, really what we do. Our, our big one thing is like a Gary Keller would be thing. It's just booking calls. Like everything that we do is to book calls, whether it's content, this, whether it's doing that. And if we had to choose between like optimizing content strategies versus like prospecting or getting people on the phone like we're going to always make sure that that goes number one and that goes into my next question regarding productivity because you you know as anyone else that when you're in business just like we talked about earlier there's a million things that you can be solving for and when it comes down to prioritizing tasks right because again people are going to have these to-do lists of 20 things but if they're not going to move the needle forward hey they they just don't understand which order to do them in which order do you find being the best in order to execute these a list of maybe five tasks, three tasks, one task, whatever it is for you. Like, how do you handle your day to day? Yeah, how I handle my one hundred percent. How I handle my day to day, man, depends on my quarterly goals. Like, for example, let's say you know we're working with a real estate agent, right? Mm-hmm. He he he's spending a lot of time. His 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 monthly goal is closing twenty grand in deals, right? Mm-hmm. And then That's off awesome. of that, off the data. We, 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 we look at, you know, how many, how many calls does it get to get a deal? So if he's taking 100 calls and out of those 100 calls, he gets 10, 10 calls that actually go into the you know, closing process, closing. And then out of those 10 calls that are closing, closes five. And the average cash collected on that is about five grand. We know how to reverse engineer the numbers. And so that's the same thing with, with business. You know, what are those small little tasks that move the needle with your revenue, like for coaching? No, for you, for us, right? It's messaging. Um, it's 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 messaging. Like, how many people are you talking to on the day to day? Out of you know twenty people, if you talk and you get out of twenty people you talk to, two of them are interested, and one gets on a call, and then out out of every two people you close one, that tells you shut up your volume. Yeah. So it's just really figuring out, you know, how, and then after that, like you also want to figure out have clarity on your goals. Like, you know, if you know you want to make. 30 grand, 40 grand, 50 grand a month, you know, you want to make sure you get the numbers for that. You, you want to make sure you get the data to make those decisions to, to so you know what exactly to focus on. Because, like, uh, I think the reality of it is, man, people just need to, people need to focus on, sure, you know, you, you want to do some work outside of the business, but, you know, when you're in startup phase, where we are right now, you want to mm-hmm. really focus on, you know, what's going to drive the revenue. What's going to, you know, what's, what's going to, what's going to get you more clients? What's going to make you more impact? 
Yeah, man. People don't understand that it's it's all about really prioritizing the things that are mm-hmm. going to move the needle forward. If yeah. we always hear that when it comes down to business, it's this whole thing is really about understanding that cash flow is oxygen kind of thing. And all the things that you need, all these, the more people that you have involved in your business or the bigger team that you pretty much the way I, I like to think about it for another analogy, it's like more people equals more oxygen. Right. Yep. So the more, the bigger that you want to grow your business, the more teams that you're going to have, the more clients you're going to have, so on and so forth. I mean, the more oxygen that you're going to need to make these people survive, which is cash flow. So the more team members that you're going to have to, in order to grow your business and more clientele that you're going to have, you're going to need more cash flow. So that always has to come first because if you're putting all these systems and operations and back end stuff first, and you're not bringing in more revenue, which is just, again, just transferring value to other people, you're not going to be able to put off any of these ideas that you want. So you're going to want to have these freaking events. You're going to want to have these automations set up. You're going to have an app set up. You can have all these things, but man, if you're not bringing any revenue in the business, it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. And then as the money comes, you could hire people to do that for you because you're not an expert. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, like I'd rather hire somebody, you know, who has a, you know, who's an expert at that, you know, so I can focus on what drives the revenue, you know, exactly. and, you know, there's, there's a lot of people, they just focus on, you know, what making their, making it look fancy, making it, doing the, doing the, all the fancy, like building out, you know, super complex, you know, Facebook groups, funnels, bro, like focus on what's going to drive revenue right now. Then when you start beginning the teams, then when you start getting the systems and processes, because what, what a system comes from is a proven methodology that you're using. And you don't have a proven methodology if you're just focusing on, you know, the fancy work. And that's not bringing in, re- doing a work that's not bringing in revenue. Yeah. You build out, you get the proven, you get the proven methods first, duplicate it, keep on making consistent results. And you build systems off of that. Then instead of you doing, sending 100 messages, hey. RVA to do that. Yeah. And then that, now that buys you back time and work out of the business. And so you're able to start making bigger moves. Like, oh, maybe I want to expand on the corporations. Hey, maybe I want to expand on to, you know, hey, maybe when I start, when I start throwing events, then I could start building out, you know, then I could start going back to square one and build out processes for that, get results, hire somebody else to do that. Exactly. It's just a proof. Oh, I was just going to say that, that's a big thing that I'm learning now when it comes down to a lot of the things, because a lot of, dude, all the freaking edits that you've ever seen on my Instagram page, all these things I've done myself, all the subtitles, the cannabis mm-hmm. skills, the sales, the marketing, the graphics, the nutrition, the fitness, this is all things I've done myself just because I, I deep, when I first started, that was the identity that I wanted to build. It's just like this Mr. Do it all kind of thing. And it wasn't until I started surrounding myself around these guys that are of a, just, just better, more successful than I am to where I realized that's actually not the way to do things. Like your main thing should be focusing on what you're really, really good at. Delegate what you can delegate. That way you can just manage people instead of managing tasks. You know? Yeah. No, a hundred percent, man. And I, you know, I was the same way, man. Like I used to, you know, spend most of my time shooting content. Yeah. Shooting, you know, shooting content and stuff like that, you know, and which is good and all, but like at the same time, let's let's figure out what drives revenue in a business first. And then let's take some of that oxygen and put it in some of that fire, you know, and put it into and, and, and put it into the content shooting. Now my content looks even better because I'm able to hire a professional. Exactly, man. Because at the, the, the ideal scenario is to find someone that's just as good as you are at your best skill set in a different regard and then have them start up there. Because say, for example, you're like a whiz at content or sales or whatever, and that's like your mm-hmm. main strength. 
then find someone who's equally as good as you, relatively speaking, at graphic designing and yep. then have them on the team. And then from yep. there, you find someone else who's just as good, a freaking wizard, as both of you two on the phone. So now he's closing for you. And then before you know it, a year later, two years later, you have a team full of A players. And then it's like you cannot – it's more possible for you to fail miserably than it would mm. be for you to succeed past a seven, eight fig, figure mark, man. Because at the end of the day, we're talking about numbers, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I want to talk I to you about also one, one quick question because I know you kind of asked – I kind of – you you mentioned this a little bit earlier and it was about goal setting regarding reverse engineering quarterly targets and i know i'm pretty sure that i know which one you're going to answer but regarding the two types of goals you know you and i both know, know these goals are stretch goals regarding like, let's see how far we could push it regarding big visions these are people mm -hmm. that twist their fingers all day manifesting so on and so forth right <laughs> versus like reverse like more achievable goals that you can reverse engineer in a predictable manner which one do you favor and why more achievable goals because, I mean, the stretch goals are really important for vision, visualizing, you know, and, you know, just knowing what that that's more out of the business work. Yeah, that's more something that, you know, you know, you you have your, you know, milestone, you have clarity on where you want to take your business to. Right. Like everyone has that, number, which is really good, mm -hmm. which is really good. But at the same time, what matters is the present moment because exactly. the present moment makes up the future. And, you know, when you're able to reverse engineer your numbers, you're able to you know you're able to build out the systems. And so like the way I like to look at it is that, you know, let's say my goal is, you know, a hundred grand this month. Right. Yeah. And let's say on average, every 10 messages I send, I get one close for, and then every five messages I send, I get one call and I have a 50% closing. Rate, right. And so based off of that, I can infer an average cash collected. Let's just give, let's, let's just go with 10,000. Right. Yeah. Based off of that, I can infer, Based off of that, you know, this month, all I need to do is send 100 messages if my exactly. goal is 100 grand. And so based off of that, now I have the data. Let's say my long-term goal is a million dollars. Now the data to know what pieces I need to attack to make that happen. Okay, so now all I need to do is get 1,000 messages. How do I get 1,000 messages? Oh, now I need to hire a sales guy. Now I need to hire more important appointment setters, you know, and then... That's where the real systems part comes in to make it duplicatable. So out of, you know, you have 10 appointment setters, they're doing all that for you. And hopefully, you know, you have a closure by then because you no know, one wants to take a hundred sales calls. Exactly. <laughs> right. Then, um, you know, from there, you're able to reverse engineer that. You're able to set that, you know, you're able to get set that, th those goals, hit those goals. That's the thing, man. A lot of people don't understand the difference between a goal and a vision. I think the yeah. vision is very, a, a vision is pretty much the, is like your compass. So it's like the electromagnetic field in the earth, kind of like your own little world. That's, that's what it is. So no matter what, it, what you're doing, it should be, that compass should always be facing North. Right. And that yep. North is different yep. for everyone else. Some people want this, some people want that, whatever it is. But I think when people get too caught up in the vision without setting quarterly goals, weekly targets, and then they break that down into daily actions, it doesn't matter, man. It, it really doesn't matter. That's another question yeah. I wanted to ask you too regarding collapsing time, which I know you're huge into. Because That's while everyone else, word, man. exactly, man. Well, when other people are out here trying to reverse engineer yearly targets and New Year's resolutions, one one thing I always tell people, even our VIP students, that the high performers in this world, man, they actually have four years in one year. That's why they're able to do so yeah. well, and that maybe even more depending on delegation and efficiency, right? But just depending on targets, right? 
most people out here set these New Year's resolutions for 2020 or 2022, I guess 2020, and they've, they've rolled over to two years later. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. It, they, they set these big old goals and it's only like one time period mm-hmm. versus guys like yourself and myself to where it's like we focus obsessively on a quarter at a time. So I want you to go ahead and break down your experience regarding learning that lesson and kind of your methodology regarding regarding doing it. Like, do you just plan each quarter independently or do you plan a year and then break it up in four? Yeah, so I, I plan it. I plan a year out, but that's just that's just a hypothesis because you really don't know after after quarter one, especially in startup phases. You don't really have as much, as much data like on my end. Right. But and I think to kind of speak into more of the New Year's resolution stuff, I think the reason why a lot of people fail their New Year's resolution is because they think about, hey, I want to lose 10 pounds. Hey, I want to become a biker. Hey, I want to become an entrepreneur. I want to build up an eight-figure business rather than setting the identity-based goals. I'm going to become a person that's going to build an eight-figure business. I am going to become somebody who, who works out every single day. I'm going to become somebody who tracks my nutrition. I'm going to become a biker. And that's a quick shift that I that that will like that's going to change a lot for people. Because the more you're able to live in that with in the present, the more you're able to attract that. And if you're taking massive action, you're going to get there. And then, you know, why I'm so big on those just targets, man, those targets and, you know, setting, you know, and living my day in 90 day containers is because it's so much easier to make a pivot. Like, you know, if this month I have a low month, I don't hit my goal. Cool. What iterations and what pivots I can make can I make for next month? And then it kind of also gives you like a deadline. Like I, 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 sort of, I, I believe that you should be setting 90 day goals. You should be putting yourself in 90 day containers for all your goals for fitness, business, books, body, no mindset. You know, you you have to have that those goals because it gives another level of attention, you know, because the reality of it is, man, a lot of people, you know, they'll, it's like, you know, it's like school, you know, you don't turn the paper in until a date until you have to. Right. And so when you have a deadline in 90 days, it gives you another sense of urgency. Like what Elon Musk said, Elon Musk once said a a quote, like give it, give a man a week to clean the room. He's going to clean the room in a week. Give a man two hours to clean the room. He's going to clean the room in two hours. Man, five minutes to clean the room. He's going to clean the room in five minutes. Same thing with your goals. Yeah, the funny thing is, too, man, is that when you hear Elon Musk talk about the way that he sets up his schedule, I don't know if you ever heard, he actually plans out like five minutes, every single five minutes out of his day, <laughs> which I think is crazy. Yeah. You know, yeah. Someone at his level. It's just always cool seeing people like, like him, Jeff Bezos, so mm-hmm. on and so forth, achieve a certain level of success. And then seeing how they do things and kind of mocking that. And I know that one one other question I want to ask you too is comparing yourself to the right people. Now I heard this lesson recently, which I think you would love. I want to share this also with you, even on a personal note. But I, I want to reiterate it to, to some of the guys listening. You're gonna love this quote. I promise you, man. I was talking with this mentor of mine. He's doing about this new mentor. He's doing over 100k a month in his biz. He's looking to scale up about 250. Uh, he's just freaking a stud, an absolute stud with the consulting stuff. And what he ended up telling me, because I was telling him about certain things and certain things about just proximity in general, a lot of the conversations that we have. And he said that you grow in the direction of the people that you compare yourself to, which I thought was crazy. Because if you're comparing yourself to people that aren't on your level yet, 
and then they're always like buttering your biscuit and so on and so forth, you're going to go going down. But if you're comparing yourself, just like you and I are to other people that are doing seven and eight figures, you're going to inevitably go up, you know? So mm -hmm. I wanted to ask you that question regarding who are some of the people that way you can kind of play, pay, uh, I guess, flowers, you know, just like give people the credit that, that they deserve kind of thing that you compare yourself to, whether they be celebrities, whether they be mentors, coaches, or consultants that you really look at as inspiration to help you push forward, even through the dark times and dark moments of, uh, of entrepreneurship. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And I think what really helped me out these past, you know, this past year, man, we're collapsed so much time for me is, you know, paying so much money into getting into different compare containers where I could actually see these people I compare myself to. And one of the biggest people that really helped me out, man, I don't necessarily compare myself to them, but I try to mirror them what they're doing. I try to mirror their action because me and them have two completely different goals. But somebody, a couple of people I want to play hop to, I want to, you know, give their respect, man, is one, you know, I have a mentor. His name is Cole David. Dude's killing the fitness industry. It's making, you know, I can't even say it, but he's killing it. And, you know, more importantly, I respect him as a man and how far he's grown because I've seen his growth. Another one is one of my coaches, Coach Nick. It's huge. It's making seven, eight. He's making around seven figures, man. And, you know, it's awesome, you know, seeing his growth and seeing his, you know, what he's about because it's not even about the money that has me drawn to him. It's about, you know, his character, what he represents, you know, because the age gap might be different, but I see, you know, his values are so powerful. You know, like when I talk to him, like one of the biggest things we, we, we preach is, you know, it's not just about the profit, it's about the purpose. And um, when you're around those type of level players, like it, 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 you know, plays with your, it plays hand in hand with your, you know, your values and how you're spending your time and, you know, who exactly. And also, you know, from a business standpoint, you know, number standpoint, when you're around people that are making, you know, doing hundred K months, doing those huge deals, right. It gives a certain type of draw, a certain type of, you know, what I say, a certain type of, you know, belief in you. Yeah. Right. Cause I'm sure, you know, we, we both started off, uh, you know, we both started off at a similar, you know, similar coaching programs where, you know, we thought, you know, making remember back in our, you know, the old days, you know, we used to think, you know, making 10 K a month was huge, you know? I felt like a million dollars, yeah. Yeah. And then when you get around the right people, you know, you see these, you know, numbers like a hundred grand, like you're like, holy, it doesn't even, at this point, it doesn't even, you don't even flinch at that because you're so used to that in your, your, your surroundings, your environment. And so you even start believing you could do that. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, man, it's like everyone, once you can, can break it down to, to what a human being is, we're, we're just protons and electrons. We're at the molecular level. We're all the same as each other, meaning we're just infinite beings if you want to take it to a spiritual level. So the mm -hmm. only thing that separates certain people versus other people is seriously, man, just freaking just the belief that they can do it. You know, mm -hmm. it's like these limiting beliefs yeah. is really the same thing, because if you understand that actions equal results and at the core of it, it's beliefs and thoughts. All you have to do is just change your beliefs and thoughts in order to reach these levels, because it's all mechanical. You know, it's all data. It's all just For doing sure. the work and getting feedback and making adjustments where you need to. 100 percent. Yeah, no, big time, man. It's your belief system. And then, you know, to kind of speak into that, too, man, it's just proximity as well. Like, you know. Uh, there is a quote that Ed Bailet says that always stuck with me mm -hmm. is that 
here's he, he brings this up a lot you know you're the way that he he he, he describes it is like you're like a thermostat you know for example you know you're hanging out with people at a hundred percent thermostat in finance a hundred percent thermostat and you know the average of your group let's say the median average is about 90 and you come in at a you know 50 50 degree as a 50 degree right just by that you're going to heat up and your thermostat's going to raise because you're actually exposed to it you actually see the work and you actually you're around people that have that level of success and you're granted the ability to mirror them and duplicate their action and their beliefs you know that's incredible, man. I love that observation because at the end of the day, when you see someone on a phone crushing it or you see someone freaking on the internet in general, say, oh man, they're crushing it. They're crushing it. That's, that's a certain, that's a certain level, right? But sometimes when you actually go to an event or sometimes when you're an actual, when you're talking to the same screen, quote unquote, right? Like versus like seeing a YouTube video versus talking to it and you're on a zoom meeting with someone like, like ourselves speaking or mm-hmm. mentors and consultants, it helps you know that it's real and that it's achievable, especially when you come yeah. from a certain background. It's like, everyone else around me is just not not on the same level regarding vision which is which isn't bad you know every family needs someone to break break the curse right yeah <laughs> it all it only needs one person only only starts with one man so dude I, I want you to tell all the people about your program uh when it comes down to interchanges tell tell the people about what it is tell the people about who you help and really what you look for in terms of your perfect perfect student man yeah, man. Yeah, man. So what we're about, man, is, you know, we take six figure entrepreneurs who are, you know, struggling with, you know, finding the time to work out, struggling to find the time to, you know, really start developing and growing themselves. We take them and we show them the tools, the techniques to grow themselves. At the same time, we also give the techniques to start scaling their business as well. So the goal of it is, man, is not only to, you know, level up you, raise your love, raise your identity, to also level up your business as well and not get burnt out in the process. And so, man, yeah, if anyone's more interested in that, you know, you're more than welcome to check out my Facebook, Elijah Goins. And, uh, you know, you can check out my Instagram, the real Elijah EXG. And just give me a, shoot me a message. I'll get back to you guys. Yeah, guys, Elijah's still the one man- managing the messaging after, right before we got on this call, he takes the messaging very seriously. He yeah. Like, hey, man, <laughs> let, let me go ahead and message this person because this can be someone that I can serve. I was like, dude, you take all the time that you need. I know your mission. So do your thing there. And one, especially with the people that are going to be listening to this podcast later, man, from your audience, you, you and I both know that there's probably some people that you've been speaking with that have been on the fence about joining one of your programs. They're like right on the cusp of like massive transformation. But for whatever reason, they don't believe in themselves enough to really take that leap, man. What would you tell that one person in order to help them transform themselves? Yeah, man, don't make decisions based off of fear. Make decisions based off of vision. Yeah. That's that's probably the best advice I can give somebody, you know, because the, the leap's always scary, man. But you know what's even scarier? Staying exactly at the same place where you were a year ago. Being the, dealing with the same exact problems and letting them compound for the next 90 days, right? And so it's so sometimes, you know, when people see high prices or high commitments, they start getting in this fear mindset, like, oh, what if this goes wrong? What if this goes, what if this goes terrible? Rather than thinking from vision, like, what is the possible? What if, what if we do, what if we do find a way to, you know, maximize my performance? What if we do find a way to navigate through burnout? What if we do find a way to build out systems in my business that don't require me as much? What if we do? And rather than thinking from the fear of, you know, losing, think of from the fear of gaining. 
there's a lot of people out there, man, that just don't have that same, that same thing yet. And I always tell people, man, especially when you're a coach and you're a consultant, you're always the one getting the short end of the stick, even though that you, you are doing a high ticket service kind of thing. Even when you're in the multiple four figure range, it's like the other people, especially with business owners, man, like the ROI is there. You have to treat yourself like an athlete. And if you all listen to this conversation, a lot of this is spiritual. A lot of this is productive. A lot of this is mechanical. So if you can understand that the only thing that's separating you and the person that you want to be is literal mental programming that you have to unwire, which by yourself, you're not going to be able to do it. No one that I know has been able to undo these belief patterns by themselves. And when it comes down to showing up in the right way, I'll be the first one to tell you guys, like, if you don't have someone to kind of bounce ideas off being Elijah or or some of the guys in his community, like you're not, you're not going to succeed because you're going to be trapped in your little entrepreneur world in the freaking next in the forest, right? Like you can't see the whole forest when you're next to the trees. So you need someone from that 30,000 foot view, like Elijah to see what you're doing, see where you're at and kind of guide you in the right way. Cause you're not going to be able to navigate the forest by yourself. You know what I mean? hundred percent, hundred percent, man. And, you know, same goes to Aaron, man, like with fitness, man, this guy's a freaking, you know, freaking genie, man. <laughs> he knows how to, he knows how to get results, man. Just looking at his profile. If you just look at this content, you know, he goes the extra mile for his clients. You know, one of our conversations we had earlier was, you know, he wanted to, you know, figure out how he could, you know, up his fulfillment system. And that just shows how, you know, dedicated he is to bettering his craft and, uh, you know, helping out his clients. And I think that, you know, a lot of coaches need to take a page out of his book. Yeah, man, for sure. When it comes to, we got the Monday boards, which I'll show you right after we get off this, man. We have it set yeah. up in, in a really, really cool way that at scale is going to be really, really cool. I was talking to one of our guys that we're going to have hopefully on some kind of like salary position very soon, probably in the next six weeks. If we get 12 more signups, it would make sense from a business standpoint to, uh, to start delegating certain work on the fulfillment side of things. So him and I already had that conversation about it and uh, we're, yeah. we're getting all the backend systems, SOPs, which is freaking difficult, man, especially like not SOPs for VAs or so. And that's one, one thing when it comes down to like nutrition programming and like lifting programming and understanding the philosophy you have as a business, dude, that's a whole nother world. It's like, yeah, you're like freaking yeah. JK Rowling driving <laughs> these fucking Harry Potter books. Man, <laughs> <laughs> like, Yeah. It's a blessing, man. At the end of the day, there's a lot of businesses out here that weren't able to to make it past this point. You and I are luckily thriving just by serving other people first and foremost. So uh, you pay the cost to be a boss kind of thing, right? 100%. 100%, man. Awesome, guys. Well, thank you all for listening. Thank you, Elijah, for joining us today. And again, if you want to find out more information to go ahead and learn more about Elijah, you can click the links below. I'll, I'll link you up several times, man. If you all want more information on, on basics to see if you can qualify to work one-on-one with our team, please visit www.basicsbrigade.com. That's B-A-S-I-X-B-R-I-G-A-D-E.com. And again, if no one's told you in a minute, man, I'll tell you right now, it's time to get your shit together, man. See ya. (laughs)